Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to episode 13 of the Make Music Income podcast, where we talk about disco all day long. No, just kidding. (laughs) We talk about making music income and how composers and producers and musicians and artists and everybody can make music income to bring in part-time income, to bring in full-time income, or somewhere in between. Any of those is good. And so we talk about all those music things. And today we're going to talk about social media for composers and producers. Do we need it? What things should we be looking at? What things should we use? I've heard a lot of people talking about on recent podcasts using social media for their music, uh, for their, and these are mostly artist podcasts, right? These are mostly people talking about how you should you know, what you should do. And I I don't want to go deep into how to create social media today. I want to talk about the social media networks, which ones are important to us as composers. And, and we both have stories about what we have gotten from those uh, social media networks. And we will be including YouTube in this, even though some people might say, oh, YouTube's more of a video channel. But I think there are a lot of aspects of YouTube that are social in nature where you are having conversations with people and talking with people. But first, let's get to our weekly updates. And Steve, say hello to everybody. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, <laughs> he's work, practicing his... on my uh, radio voice. He's uh, working on his monologue. He's going to do some introductions. Okay, next week, I promise, I'm hold me accountable here. I'm going to be, I'm going to do the introduction, not Eric. And I'm going to practice all week, do a very lively introduction. Um trying to work on my monotonish voice, uh, not being so monotonish. So what did I get up to this last week? Well, uh, I've been using social media to try and make a little bit of passive income myself. I, uh, I guess did I, I mentioned on last week's episode that I, uh, d- went into an affiliate partnership with, with output. Um, yep. and, uh, that's been working out really well. I've, uh, you know, not rich, but I made a couple hundred bucks from, uh, cool. from people clicking on, on the link and, that's nice. uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Something. And it's, it's a good partnership because like, I do really believe, um, in their products. I think they make great products and I'm happy to, uh, happy to promote them. So, um, so that was cool. And, uh, Did you this know, I, come I, mostly from <clears throat> your, your video about out. Yeah. Yeah. About. I made a little video about arcade and I, I sent that to the, yeah. to their team and they loved it and they, they're going to use that in some of their marketing materials too. So, um, hopefully that'll kind of, you know, help promote the, the YouTube channel a bit. And, cool. uh, you know, I do use arcade, like, you know, uh, le- legitimately in a lot of, uh, the, the stuff I write and, uh, it, I do find it helpful and I have some, you know, some thoughts about leaning too heavily on on like melodic loops and stuff like that uh, same goes for splice but i do find it really helpful and you know for in in the way that i sh- i kind of demonstrated in that video so anyway if you haven't seen it go, go hey, check one it out. thing in that video i one of the loops you used i totally used for a song last year and oh, yeah, i used which... a lot of the <laughs> same ones i can't remember it was what maybe the hooked 
one of the hook things oh, yeah. or yeah. it was one of those ones that you use because I heard a couple samples. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm glad you didn't use that sample because I've got a whole song that basically uses that sample. <laughs> well, see, this is, this is, the, pro- this is the, the problem with using samples, which is why I try to mask them and, and mess yeah. with them as much as I can. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, so that was, that was a fun video to make and, uh, and I made use of my three angle uh, camera setup here, which took me yeah, to figure fancy. out trying to up my production value on, on YouTube a little bit. Um, yeah, the working on the mini packs this week, a lot of people reached out to me, um, after we, I kind of put that out there on, on the last podcast about looking for people to help with mini packs, uh, a ton of like super talented and interesting, um, people from all over the world, uh, reached cool. out and it was super cool just to see like everyone's, you know, website and they're, and they're real and like what everyone's working on. And, mm-hmm. um, man, so awesome to connect, uh, w- with people from all over the world and composers and producers. And, um, it was a humbling kind of experience because it, you know, made me realize that people are listening and like, that's, that's so awesome. You know, and like, you know, really, you kind of forget that's like, you know, there's, oh, there's actually people listening to this. When we're talking like this right now, you know, it's like, you don't really think about it, but um, yeah, people are, are interested and, and, and listening and, uh, and connected. And that, that's like a really great feeling. So I corrected spelling in the discord one time on a word and people were saying, um, that's how Americans spell it, not <laughs> people in Europe. And I'm like, duh, I forget that there's so many, yeah, the, you know, non-American, probably at least half of the people watching are not, you know, living in America or even Canada, even in North America at all. They're just all over the place, totally. especially in Europe. So I know our discord, when I get those things in and they say where they're from, Europe is sometimes the highest uh, right. population. Yeah, right. So, well, it's cool, man. I mean, it's like it's a it's an international community in there, and same with the academy, and and you know, it's 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 awesome to have people yeah. listening. So, big shout out! It to, makes it so fun to wherever and whoever you are. Awesome. Yep. Um. Yeah, I. Uh, geez, what else is new? My mom's birthday is today. Big shout out to my mom. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday! Love you. She doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Why would she? She's not a musician. My well, she, mom actually, would she, if she's she a pianist. Was still she's a good piano us. player. Yeah, so was mine. Big shout out to our moms. Yeah, my mom in heaven. Um, is that it? That's it. Yeah. What's new with you? Okay. Well, um, we were talking off air about stock music and things like that, and one of the videos I am uh, leaning in before I have a bunch scheduled that don't have a lot to do with stock. I have one more stock video that I've been kind of planning to do called starting with pawn five. Mm-hmm. And uh, it may seem a little uh, obvious or um, a lot of people might be thinking, oh, pawn five is is kind of like in that old tech, isn't that an old thing? But I'm telling you, uh, I did a, a, a poll last night about pawn five mm-hmm. and at least, let's see if I can find it, uh, 41% say they start, they start, with pawn five out yeah. of 60 votes so far. Yeah. And then 20 said they usually put it on pawn five at some point. That's 61% of the people say they, um, they do put things on pawn five and I do. And I've actually been talking with pawn five and uh, told them I'm doing this video and it's not sponsored or anything, but um, uh, I talked to them about their membership program, which is 
they've had for a while, and this is not something that people don't know about this kind of, they've started a subscription type service a little bit with Pond5. So as I say in my video, now we'll get paid even less for each sale, but um, for each sale we don't get in the first place. But, um, and as a matter of fact, as an aside, they accepted my catalog, my entire catalog for their P5 membership thing. And I tell everybody how to get on that and how to go through that because it's not a thing on the site that you can just find. You have to kind of know it. Those okay. who know, know, you know. Okay. And uh, so I talk about that. I talk about how I use it as kind of a beginning place for all uh, of my stock music and how I think it's a great starting place for everybody. And it's like we talked about off air. I think stock continues to be a great starting place for composers because not everybody is ready today to send stuff to music exclusive music libraries or even to yeah. a mid tier library. That, so that's so true. Start and it's, somewhere. it's good. It's great that there is a place that's that's accessible for people mm -hmm. to start. You know, because uh, I mean, a lot of these uh, the, these libraries are like they they have their doors closed. Even even Audio Jungle. I mean, that's where I started was with Audio Jungle, and um, you know, I'm I'm grateful that they had. That you know anyone could could join up and send the music, uh, because a lot of these you know libraries now are just kind of like they're not even accepting applications. So I mean that's or they're very hard to get into, right? It's like insanely competitive. Whereas whereas Pond Five is kind of like ideal uh, for a place to kind of just start. Uh, and if you get a sale there, yeah. then like that's that's awesome. That's great motivation. And it gives you a a a, a an understanding on how to post stuff and yeah. part of this video is I'm giving away a free kind of super mini 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 course it's just a one little module on how to upload uh, it won't be part of the video it'll be separate that they can get for free uh, from my site but uh, on just how to upload upon five a few secrets about templates and stuff like that yeah and just uh, for the people who are just starting because I know on my channel especially with a video like pond five that one is going to get about 50-50, 50% subscribers, 50% brand new people wanting to know about Pond5 because they're just going to be searching for Pond5 information. And so, because I know I did when I first started, I was searching for information on each of these libraries. And that's why I ended up making a channel to some extent because Dude, I couldn't find videos on Song Trader. I couldn't find videos on Taxi that I trusted other than people just trashing it. And so I just said, I'm going to make some videos of my own. Um, yeah. So that's coming up. Pond Five should launch today is Thursday. Should launch tomorrow. We'll see. You know, I'm as I've said before, I'm not a very scheduled guy with videos. They go out when they're ready, mm -hmm. and um, I don't find that really affects when how people watch them. I almost prefer to launch on weekends sometimes because I think people will watch when they have nothing else to do on weekends because there's not much being put out. But this week's uh, rather big news is it looks like I have another crucial music signing number five. Oh, nice. Um, I'm kind of like uh, on a roll with them. I'm I'm like three out of uh, no one two yeah three out of six uh, yeah. three out of my last six, which is good for crucial because up to that point I was only like two for twenty, uh, and now I've in the last six I'm I've I've got three six and crucial is a non-exclusive library that does its own pushing and does its own so it's 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 very high uh, quality or at least they're they're very picky about what they take um so far and you always send like, them singles right like that you're yeah. not yeah that's cool that's good to know you can upload three at a time and it takes about two months for them to go through them and hear back they're saying now 12 weeks but it's usually two months 
for them to get back to on your submission? Yep. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. So you 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 only probably can can put up about three six. You can only put up about twelve songs a year to try to get in, hmm. um, and that's how they keep it under control. Though, you know, they allow three submissions and they only look for high quality. And um, so far, it seems to be. I mean, I've had folk accepted there. I've had Christmas stuff, several Christmas things accepted there. Mm-hmm. I've had two now uh, classical things accepted there, and. Um, what was the other thing? I can't remember, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's all over the place. Um, and, but they do pitch and you can see when they've pitched stuff. And so uh, I've heard good things. I know people who have had good signings with them. So that I consider that a nice success this week. Um, motion array is terrible this month and it is for a lot of people. I am, (laughs) if things keep going the way they're going, I'm going to be lucky to get the $50 payout (laughs) for me. Um, Yeah, it's it's not much better for me. I'm like at 150. I'll probably have trouble breaking 200 this month. Yeah. I won't break 100 unless something happens. Um, uh, Taxi, no forward so far. One outstanding waiting to hear back from. And then uh, I started teaching more this week. I am continuing to add teaching to my income streams, uh, just local lessons and things like that, and, which is good because the company I'm teaching for pays every week on the same day. It's like the first day of the week and you just get money deposited right in your account. And so it's, uh, it's, that's good. And any income that is consistent, especially for those of us who do not have any consistent income is a good thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I have I've pretty much put everything up on Identify, and almost all of it is accepted and in, and so that's over a hundred songs. Oh wow! Uh, so wow. far, yeah, I've got I put a select group of songs on Identify yesterday and updated it all with uh, with Motion Array um, yesterday. Actually, they oh, were, I need to do that. They were I kind, haven't done that yet. Yeah, I, I just I wrote um, I wrote them and they just did it for me, so I didn't even have to do anything. It was it was kind of nice of them to do that. I'm just going to say, hey, everything I have is now in Identify, so just change everything. <laughs> yeah, they might make you do it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, but uh, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I, I, I'm I, uh, curious to see how this all plays out, but um, I couldn't put all of my stuff on Content ID because, of course, my art list contract prohibits me from, uh, from reg- registering it with a Content ID service, so... Well, this doesn't count, obviously, all my exclusive library stuff, which is yeah, yeah, probably at least that many songs, if not more, and uh, so I can't do that for the exclusives. But from now on, identify, I guess, will just be part of the process. Yeah, Pond Five, Motion Array, Audio Jungle, identify, and then whatever else other ones. I've got some new ones. I'm putting stuff in just to see how they do this year. But again, following that rule that. Because since Motion Array has dropped their income so much, and that hurts my overall monthly income from uh, stock music, then I have to really spend very little time on it, you know. Right. And so, yeah, identifies a, is, is it's become a new stock library. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the way I think of it: it's it's like the line. Here's a perfect line, and on one side we have stock, and on one side we have sync, and in and in sync stuff. We are putting stuff up there to hopefully get a PRO upfront and to get money in the back end through our PRO. Mm-hmm. On the sinks on the stock side, what we're doing is making money on, on a monthly basis for sales, hopefully, 
And then the back end is identify or, or whatever AdRev or whoever you're using as your, uh, as your collector for, for content ID. So right. this will, we'll talk more about that in an upcoming uh, content ID uh, update episode once we start to see some income or start to see anything from that. Yeah, we're, we're hoping to do um, a little content ID revisit episode yeah. uh, before this month's up. So yeah. we'll get back to that subject for sure. Absolutely. And uh, I am just waiting for YouTube's knowledge to catch up to what my stats are already telling me that I'm over 4,000 watch hours on make music income. So uh, I'm waiting for the email to say you're eligible to monetize. It should happen. I can't real, I don't realize I don't somehow they're behind a little bit from what my stats are telling me to what they say. I need to be to be monetized. It's like they're frozen a little bit, Hmm. 3,900 or something like that. But anyway, uh, that's, that's about to happen, which is, which is kind of interesting. And another way having a music channel that you can monetize and make income, make music income from is something I'm doing. And then, uh, you know, the rest of the, the rest is just work. The rest is just work for clients, uh, doing videos for a lot of clients and doing a lot of arrangements, which I have to then have Nashville players play on. And uh, that's, I've had to, a lot of those I'm actually doing myself, the piano arrangements and then filling out with either players or uh, doing the arrangements and orchestrations and band stuff myself. One way or the other, I do it. Nice. So uh, there's lots more premium beat, waiting to hear back from that still. I still haven't heard back, eh? Originals, Hmm. haven't heard back. And working on a contact, contemporary country album with my I did I did did we talk about last week that I had talked with my uh Sony BMG library and he told me a little bit about how they work as far as getting things no getting getting placements they actually Sony actually goes out and does the getting placements for any of the libraries that are tied to them and this library I work with is tied to them so basically what they do is they have interns they have people who are specialists who uh, all they do all day long is respond to briefs that that, that get sent to Sony right. and um, and and then they'll just go through and they'll go through all the albums and say oh we need pop stuff let's go to all the pop albums right. we have and all these things and they'll find songs and they'll make a whole big bunch and they'll send it off to this brief and so uh, I thought that was pretty cool because I didn't know that was how it worked and um, I mean, that's a Reader's Digest version, but that is, <laughs> and a lot of people don't even know what that means, Reader's Digest version. That's the short version of how. <laughs> I remember of the how, Statue. I remember that. <laughs> that's the uh, short version of how it works. But I thought that was pretty cool that um, Cole's Sony notes. actually has people actually doing their, their briefs and stuff like that. And that's what you get when you work with a an exclusive library uh, versus working with stock music libraries. And... Or someone like Crucial, who is there, they are getting uh, placements into TV programs or movies or things like that by actually doing, uh, you know, pitches out to briefs that they see. I'm sure they get briefs all the time and they're pitching their catalog. Right. And that's the difference between a library that's working for you and a stock library that's just sitting there offering everything for people to search and find, you know. Yeah, well, you know, some of these uh, some of these stock tracks are showing up in uh, in bigger ad campaigns. You know, I think that uh, that's something that maybe we'll have to talk about 
more sometime. And I do talk about that in my Pond5 video because, you know, uh, Pond5 has Pond5 Publishing. I don't know if you've ever done that with them before. No. But if you enter that in with them, they take over the publishing of a song. And you may wonder, why would I do that? And this is in my video. Well, the reason you want to do that is because Pond5 then makes sure that if something is used in a television show, they're the point of contact for that show. And they're the point of contact for that client. They make sure a cue sheet is signed because they are motivated to make the publishing side of it. Mm-hmm. So before I thought, oh, this is just them wanting some more money. But what it really is, is a, is a way we can ensure that we're going to get, uh, if there is a TV possibility with a Pond 5, which I'm sure happens, you know, somebody's looking for a cheap song and they pay the broadcast license at Pond 5 or Audio Jungle. Um, and Audio Jungle asks you for all your BMI info, but I guess Pond 5 does too. But I mean, are, are they really making, I mean, how do I, I mean, it's like. I haven't seen anything on any of mine yet, but. Are they really making sure my, that anyone's filing the cue sheets? I mean, because if the cue sheets are being filed one way or the other and you're, and you're self-publishing, then you could collect on both. But you don't know what, if, if something's been used. They, they're the only ones who know who the client is. Pond 5. You, you don't know from your end when someone decides to use a broadcast, pays a broadcast license on Pond5, that, you, that who the client is. That's protected through Pond5, but Pond5 knows. And if they get that thing and, they own the, and they're doing the publishing with you on that, then they're motivated to make sure that cue sheet is filled out right. And versus the cue sheet may, be, may or may not be filled out since they say, ah, we just got it off Pond 5. So I right. think there's a better possibility of getting something in the back end being part of Pond 5 Publishing. And I didn't know that until this last week when I, I talked to them about it and I looked in their information about it. So I talk about that in the video. So yeah. that's coming out here. By the time this, this video comes out uh, and this podcast comes out, that video will be up on Make Music Income, the Pond 5 uh uh, starting with Pond Five, and why you'll want to—that's why you'll want to watch that. Okay, cool. Okay, so um, I think we're ready to get to today's uh, topic, and that is social media and using social media for composers and producers. I—I I think a lot of people are artists and use social media, and uh, are influencers and use social media, and their goal is one—one one thing: to be seen and to be heard, and. Is it the same for composers and producers? Is it is it the same thing? Are we just attention hogs and we just are narcissists and we just want to be seen and we want to be heard? Mm-hmm. And uh, this also goes for music brands and I think all composers and producers who are trying to do stock music, sync music, anything like that are trying to build awareness of their business and uh, new clients through social media as well. Yeah. So that's what we want to talk about today as we go through the various social media platforms and how they are best used to bring people to your brand, to make people aware of your music and to, um, how, how is it going to help you? You know? So, yeah, well that, yeah, it's a great discussion. Cause, um, I think, you know, for, for those of, for those people out there who are just kind of, you know, uh, don't really have much of a presence on social media, I think it could feel really overwhelming trying to understand like where's a good starting point. Um, and it's also, you know, some people just feel allergic to social media in general. And I think, I, I think I kind of sympathize with that on some level, um, from what I've kind of experienced with it thus far, you know, just my experience on, on YouTube and, and, uh, tr- you know, tr- making a few TikToks, <laughs> uh, my Instagram, um, 
or whatever, YouTube especially, because that's the social media platform that I'm the most active on. Um, I think what really helps and is a good starting point in terms of like bringing awareness to your brand is offering value to uh, to to listeners in 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 a and this could take on so many different forms. Like for you, for example, like um, uh, the Hello Composers, you know, video. It's like it's an educational uh, video, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's educational yep. content, um, and that's useful. That brings a lot of value to to people who are searching. You know, like how do modes work? Uh, they're going to come on, come across your video being suggested, uh, hopefully, and through their connection to that. Um, that's going to bring a, awareness to your brand as a whole. Uh, it's going to bring bring awareness to your the music that you're writing, even. Um, and uh, yeah, it's. I think that's a really important sort of philosophy in terms of like how I approach social media. Is that I think a lot of people um, kind of maybe approach it with a more of a narcissistic kind of uh, you, you know in a way like just like hey look at what I'm doing here's my you know check out my music. But it's like. It, we're, there's so much going on um, in the social media, you know, uh, universe. Um, I think that a, a great way to cut through the noise is to is to offer something of substantial value because it's really hard to you know get anyone to care um, if you're just like saying like hey here's like you know or you just post a song your song or like you just post something that you're doing. It's like I think there needs to be an exchange of value. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah, and I think especially, and my I would agree with that completely, but I would also say that the big thing is that we're going to have to make a plan for each of the things that we decide to use. So if you decide to use TikTok, what is the plan there? Because uh, I am not a social media watcher, except for YouTube. I watch YouTube every night like clockwork it's 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 my and i know a lot of people who are watching this video or listening to this podcast they're the same it's it's our college it's our education that's and exactly all, it. all these things you yeah, know you're watching youtube to get educated that's why i watch absolutely it too. and uh, that's one reason why i decided to put a channel up and teach on there because i i felt that that was the right audience uh to teach to and i actually kind of like like that even better than live teaching to be honest mm-hmm. but um, I think there has to be a plan, and each one there has to be a plan for. And I'm going to go through my plan today. And uh, if you look at the video, uh, I'll put it. We'll, we'll put it in the links. Uh, the the video I did with Tom Dupree. If you could put that in the links this week, or I'll put it in the links for the podcast, and then you can copy that and put it in the links for the YouTube. But okay. that has a section where he talks about how he grew his uh, YouTube and his uh, Instagram. Is that is that in my video or did he do that in his video? One of the two videos, I'll find the link and I'll make sure I put it in there. Because mm-hmm. he laid out exactly how he grew all his his main three, I think, which were um, Instagram and YouTube, maybe Facebook. I can't remember what the other one was. No, it was Spotify. He was really right. concentrating on growing those three things. Right. Excuse right. me. And so I, I am too. But um TikTok, I think, is an outlier because it's out there by itself a little bit. It's it's like um, it's like Instagram used to be, where Instagram was this thing out by itself, where you couldn't really do much linking from it. Um, people were used to things like 
Facebook or LinkedIn where they could put links in there and say, hey, I just put a new video out. Go to YouTube and watch it. Or, hey, go to my website and find this new sale or all that kind of stuff. And you could do that through Facebook. You still can. You could do that through LinkedIn. Um, you but can, You can add a link to your, uh, your TikTok profile. I have one in mind. You can. You can add one link. You can add one link in Instagram. It's the same as Instagram used to be, except now Instagram's owned by Facebook. So you have a little bit of meshing going on between those two companies now. You can kind of do ads and stories and all that kind of stuff to both at once if you want to. You and, can tie and your that's all due to TikTok's influence. Can't be understated how incredibly powerful TikTok is as a as a discovery platform right now. Um YouTube shorts, uh Instagram Reels, all of those came about because of TikTok's influence. It's I it's think there's a LinkedIn way, shorts now too. Way bigger uh, then I mean it's it's a it's a huge competition to uh, to Instagram and uh, or Facebook I should say and uh, and YouTube um, it's massive and I think a lot of people don't really realize it because a lot of people are listening are like our age or above and it's just not um, maybe not they're not aware of like how many you know like anyone twenty five under under listening to this podcast is probably completely disinterested in in Facebook. Like they're not Absolutely. even on it, um, and they're it's like on it. Facebook is is, is essentially you know, yeah, it's a completely different demographic, um, and I mean TikTok is uh, is, is 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 an incredible discovery platform, and it gets you you're, the videos get a lot of reach. I know, my uh, last uh, reels uh, got is up to six thousand views right now, and uh, I just shot this morning. Uh, my second Hello Composer short. I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna alternate. I'm gonna do a Hello Composer's video, and then I'm gonna do a short, and then video, and then short, video, and short. And that's gonna be my strategy for Hello Composer's, just because I've got a little bit of comedic element to that with, <laughs> with Beethoven and little Beethoven, little little B, I call him. <laughs> and uh, so I've got this thing, and and the and the tea. You know, there's a whole thing about tea, and that's what this this short is about. But those. <laughs> Uh, that's one way to approach shorts is comic, uh, comedy or yeah. entertainment of some kind. And, and of course right. the biggest ones are dancing ones or, uh, you know, just funny ones with a, a song in the background that's really popular or helpful educational stuff too. I've seen, I've seen that's the a lot one, yeah. of people, uh, throw in like, you know, three ways to, you know, three reasons that this is, you know, in all in the span of a minute. And it's yep. amazing, man. Like it's, some of them just get like insane amounts of reach, um, and yeah, I see a lot of producers doing that with their shorts and on TikTok as well. And you know, most of these guys ha are putting the same videos out on shorts, reels, and and TikTok. Yeah, i i made a, a I made a little video, and I I don't do more because I don't have time. If I had more time, what I would do for my Make Music Income brand is just make shorts, uh, a, a two or three shorts out of each one out of out of each video where I go on a rant about something or I make a joke about something or I do something stupid or say something f funny or something. And mm -hmm. I would, or I teach a really important part point about a, a new, uh, you know, library or something like that. I have a lot of those kind of moments in this Pond 5 video coming up, but I had a lot of those in that four rant video that I did a while ago about social media. Yeah. And I, I did rant one, but I didn't, I, I plan to do the rest of them. And I've got so many that I, that I could have done for all of the videos, but you know, there's only so much time to make this content. Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, I, I thought about 
my goal is with Make Music Income to do a short every uh, as as often as possible because one filmed short like I filmed today I can turn into a TikTok, I can turn into a reel, and I can turn into a short. And I think there's even, there's Facebook shorts now, which are uh, Facebook reels yeah. now, which I could do. And then I think even TikTok, I mean, uh, sorry, Instagram, sorry, LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn <laughs> See, get doing all these reels things now? confused. <laughs> but uh, no, LinkedIn has shorts, I believe. Oh, they do? They, they have a short really? uh, thing now, that. I believe, yeah. It, this stuff changes every week. So what we're talking about now, by next week, it could be different. But um, yeah. I think it, it and it depends. Like one time I did a short and YouTube won a number of views. It had like, I've got a short on YouTube on my Make Music Income channel, my second one that's got two or 3,000 views. Amazing. And then um, my short uh, for Hello Composers has, I think, 1,000 views or something. But anyway, um, so my my short strategy is on Hello Composers to do funny funny ones, and my short strategy on Make Music Income when I get to it is to do more reels and and TikToks and things like that with that are informational. And I think you have to have have to have a strategy like that on Instagram. My general thing is just to make sure I put a picture or a video clip up from every video that tells people, hey, the the new video is available. It's on YouTube. Go to the link in bio because if they go to my link in bio, they'll come up to a uh, a little a little list of things, and you can go to the newest video. You mm-hmm. got to make it so that TikTok or Instagram, since you got one link, you better make that link a good one and go to some kind of link in bio. And when I say link in bio, some kind of link tree thing, so yeah. that they can go right to your YouTube because yeah, they want to see that video, or they can go right to this ebook you're talking about that you made or whatever. Yeah, I use a I use a service sim- similar to Linktree called solo.to, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, same idea, I pay for it um, just because I think I feel like the Linktree stuff, it's like if you're getting the free version, it's a little bit wonky, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I pay for it. It's real, che- it's real cheap and it's got links to everything, YouTube page, Dude, uh, my Spotify, all, all the important stuff. I use WordPress and they have a, a, a link in bio kind of template for a page oh yeah so i just use a page on my website so when people go to my link in bio it's just an actual page on makemusicincome.com that's cool that looks like a link tree and then they can just click uh, the buttons from there so Uh and it also deposits them on my website so if they decide to go looking around on the menu that's good too so um but i i like all those there's feature fm there's a bunch of these tone den there's a bunch of these things that let you Send people everywhere. Send people to Spotify if you're a musician. You want them going there and stuff yeah, like yeah. That. Tone Den is actually pretty great. Um, we should talk about Tone Den for a minute because I I use that when I worked for uh, the the label uh, that I used to work for. Um, and they have a free version um, where you can essentially trade uh, like a download of of a, of of a file for a follow on on SoundCloud or on your Spotify. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And that's what the label used to do, and it worked beautifully. And I, I've done this with a few of um, a few of the, the like the videos that I like uh, of tracks that I put up, like uh, the like the remix songs. Like you can download like a like a file of it or um, something, and and it automatically just like makes it so that whoever's downloading it like has to give you a follow on on SoundCloud. Some people aren't really into that kind of thing, but uh, most people are just like, yeah, sure, you know. So let's finish up about TikTok because basically there's one thing to do on TikTok, and that's put 
small videos up there. I don't think there's any other media that you can put up there, right? Just video. As far as I know, yeah, it's just it's just short videos for it. So right now. Yeah. you're going to be concentrating as a composer or producer on putting up either a music piece, of you jamming on something. I see a lot of people doing that, or uh, the actual song with uh, some kind of graphics or something. Or you're going to be talking to people to the camera and and being stupid or being funny or being smart, you know, and teaching type of thing, mm-hmm. and trying to get them to then if either just doing it for the sake of <clears throat> growing your TikTok channel or doing it for the sake of getting them to go to that little, uh, to your to your bio so they'll go to your YouTube site or to your website or whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. That's how I see TikTok as, that's why I think it's the most limited and the most outlier of, of them because there's there's no really other thing to do except waste more time watching more TikToks. Which is what most people end up doing—just yeah. going doing this and and laughing and laughing, and then you get stuck there for an hour. I don't, but I, I don't watch much TikTok. But um, any other thoughts about TikTok as far from your perspective? Yeah, well, I don't spend a lot of time on it. I, I do that the, the exactly what you're talking about, but I do that with YouTube Shorts, like like on my phone, you know, like if I'm waiting for some like my my something in the microwave or something like that, I'll just throw on YouTube Shorts and I'll and I'll watch those in the same way that people consume the TikTok content. But uh, yeah, like you said, you know, it's like it's a great platform. It's limited in terms of what the, the kind of videos you can put up there, but uh, uh, it's it's kind of cool to have that that limitation you know it's like you got to do something kind of interesting in, in a in a minute um and uh I, man you know i'm i'm terrible at that kind of stuff so i'm trying but to get the, better <laughs> the discoverability at tiktok is so high with hashtags um yeah because um that is all there is that that's the only world there is mm-hmm. is there's no it's not like instagram or facebook where they have posts and they have pics and they have other videos and they have stories and they, uh, they may have stories now I don't know but they 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 just have these videos it's it's like a one trick pony kind of like YouTube used to be where it was just it's videos there's nothing else except videos and that's why you go to YouTube to watch videos you go to TikTok to watch short form videos and that's pretty much what you go there for and again for composers and producers that's where you want to put that stuff but if you're smart now making them in TikTok and making them in reels making them in the actual program lets you do a lot of things. Yeah. But if you make a, a a vertical video on your phone that's not branded, that's that you don't make it TikTok, that you just make yourself, you can post that to TikTok and then you can go down and post that over at Instagram in on their reels. And Instagram has two kinds of video. They have the reels, which is just like TikTok. And then they have just video that you can upload. They used to have this thing called IGTV. They don't have that anymore. They just have video. They got rid of IGTV? Yeah. It's just called video. It's just videos now. And your mm-hmm. videos can be anywhere from, you know, in uh, 30 seconds to, I don't, I don't know, five minutes, 10 minutes. That can be long. And so they just have a video channel now, basically. They, oh. they don't have IGTV anymore. They just decided to make it all video. So you, you can export your uh, your TikTok videos too, so that you like you don't. It doesn't have to be like a vertical video outside of TikTok. You can just do it. You right can, there. but if but you, there's branding branded. on there from TikTok, and you can have that removed and all that kind of stuff. But the problem is if you're using a song 
from TikTok, like someone's song, like a Kanye song or something to do your video to, mm -hmm. you can't put that on reels. You have to use reels natively and then pick that same Kanye song. Oh, and okay. you have to hope that reels and TikTok and, and YouTube shorts, all three offer the same song. On my Mission Impossible video that I did for for Make Music Income, I had to find another version of Mission Impossible for for shorts because they didn't have the same one as uh, TikTok and Reels did. And you can't use those things just for free. You have to use it inside of that particular platform. So on Reels, you can only use the music that they have to be legal, to be street legal, right? Because that music's available for you to use because Instagram has made the deals with the companies. Right. I would imagine Facebook and Instagram might work together. You might be able to share a, an Instagram Reel at the same time on Facebook and Instagram, I'm pretty sure you can, because they they're the same company. And so yeah, I'm you sure can just you can deal. just like make it automatically go right to Facebook. I see that option yep. on the Reels yep. now. So you have, but you also have on Facebook and on LinkedIn and on uh, and, and and Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, you have stories where you can do a daily. Um, these can be videos as well. These can be. Um, just check-ins. These can be just pictures about what you're thinking, and they only last for 24 hours. I believe, does YouTube have stories now? I think YouTube might even have stories now. I'm pretty sure they do. Let me check. Let's I check really quick. I can't quick. remember. Um, but, I, yeah, YouTube stories. It's the second thing that comes up even right. before shorts. Right, right. Um, the yeah. short shelf used to be on first. Now it's stories. So um, you can do, and there's not many people doing them that I follow. Only three stories uh, of, of, the, of the 100 people I follow. So not everybody's doing them. Mm -hmm. And if you're a person who likes to do stories and you have a YouTube channel, that might be a way you can uh, kind of get seen and heard early because not many people are doing it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big fan of early adopting uh, on anything, really. So that's Instagram. And my, my main thing with Instagram is I just want to make sure I can post as often as possible, once a day if possible, but I never remember. So at least the day that I release a video, I want to put a picture of the, the screen or I want to I want to make – sometimes I'll take a – I'll go in Photoshop and I'll make a square version of the thumbnail mm -hmm. and put that up there. It's got to be square because if you don't make it square and you put the thumbnail from your YouTube video up, it'll crop off the sides in their right. in their feed, uh, or, uh, not in their feed, but it, at least in your in your squares that you see. I don't remember what they call that, but they um, crop off a bit of the top and bottom with the reels too, don't they? If you're shooting vertical yep. video, yeah. Yep. So. Yep. And so you got to really be careful with your your thumbnails for those for those for those things for reels and for pics. So if you put a pic that's not square in there, it may it may get funky mm -hmm. uh, how it's how it looks uh, in your in. We're all just calling up our things here, but when you go to your main, um, you know, profile and you're looking at all your squares there it'll it'll be funky on some of them if you don't if you're not careful and that's important because you want people to see the title in the thing if it's a blog title you want them to be able to see that um that title and you can't see that at all very well but yeah man i think instagram is about consistency it's about uh the way i know tom dupree grew his 
was to put a story up every day of the year, 365 yeah. days of stories. And I see them every day when I go, every time I go to Instagram, he's what I see usually first. It's crazy. And, and then uh, I think the reels are the thing that get the most kind of uh, traction On from Instagram? strangers. Yeah, they're pushing mm-hmm. them hard, yeah. And so I'm going to be doing more of those with, uh, certainly with my Hello Composers brand, but uh, I'm going to try to do that with Make Music Income as well. And uh, I don't put much regular video up. I just don't think that people want to sit at at Instagram and watch a a five-minute video. No. Any more than on their phone, you know? um, No, I, I don't. I think you're right. I think they still want the short content, and I think that's best. People just don't have the attention span. If they're going to watch long content video, it's going to be on YouTube. So uh, that's Instagram. How about Instagram for you? Oh, I don't know. I'm terrible at this stuff. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to figure it all out. Um, I think maybe YouTube is the only one, only uh, social media platform that I've kind of embraced and had some uh, success with. I mean, I have an Instagram, like a personal Instagram account, but I don't really think of that as any as a way to promote much. Really, I just kind of like throw up a picture every now and then. Um, so I'm trying to get good at uh, at uh working my uh, production music academy instagram account which is you know growing slowly um i think i got what 70 i got 75 followers here and i've uploaded a couple of reels uh in the last two weeks but man you know i want to go yeah i want to get to tom dupree levels and just like get on this daily but it's for some reason i'm having a hard time thinking about it on a daily basis um and i think that you know, I'd like to get there, but I think it's it's not going to happen overnight. I think I'm going to try. To, I've you know, I've I've gone from like once a month <laughs> to to like twice a month to like now I'm doing like one a week. And eventually, you know, I think I just it's just something I need to get in the groove. Let's of. talk about why we don't. Let's just pause here yeah. before we get to Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn and talk about why don't we put more to to TikTok and that, and, and that, Instagram. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And it could be that neither of us use it very much. In other words, neither of us probably use it just to check everybody out. Now, you did share a picture with me today, and it was a shocking picture. Shocking. That uh, that did feature more skin than I thought I would see. <laughs> yes, I'm surprised it didn't get banned from Instagram. But we have to give a huge shout-out to uh, our friend, uh, Daniel Carazales. Uh, I, was, I w- woke up this morning... I had a coffee. First thing I did is open Instagram, and there he was, beardless. Beard. And I was like, wait, this guy looks vaguely familiar, but that's not Daniel. <laughs> that's not Daniel. <laughs> then I realized he shaved his beard, and I was, uh, it, yeah, it was it was uh, amazing to see. Uh, I never thought it would happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, big shout-out to Daniel. <laughs> and right now, the only way you can see this is on on. Instagram. There's he put out a video, video this morning, yet. though. Maybe he's beardless in his video. I, I don't. Oh, I Is didn't. He? I didn't see. I don't. I thought he put out a video this morning, so I had to check. Did that. he? Okay. Well, we will uh, put a link down to his Instagram where you can see that <laughs> if you are watching this on YouTube, or maybe uh, Steve, when you're editing this, you can just go grab a screen grab from y- yes. Instagram and throw that up during this spot. Or if you're listening on a podcast. No, he's, uh, do he's not, still got do his Do not beard. stop in traffic and try to look at this picture, but uh, do. Uh, we'll put the link below to uh, our friend Daniel's Instagram. We've been trying to get him to come on this show, but he's a he's a he's a busy guy over there in Greece. So, um, anyway, yeah, where were we? Where were we going with all this? 
Well, where we were going was that um, what do you do with these things? Why don't we do it more? Why? And, and the reason that what we don't do it more is because we don't use it on a daily basis to like look at what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like we watch YouTube. So we, we, I would have seen his video, I would have seen his beardless face first on a video, most likely, if you hadn't told me about that, because he'd likely put a video up tomorrow or something, and He's, I'd see it, and yeah. I'd see the, the no beard. Because yeah, yeah. I watch YouTube, and, it, and I look at my YouTube constantly through the day, not only for my channels, but for what, what I'm going to watch later, what, what's coming on YouTube and stuff like that. The way other people go to TikTok first in the morning, yeah, or to- they go to Instagram totally. first in the morning. Totally, and, and I, this is a, is a, is a great... Uh, is an interesting thing to, to talk about because I don't believe that you need to be uh, insanely active on all these platforms in order to be a, to be like a contributor to them. Um, but I think that that's you're absolutely right in saying that you know I don't uh, regularly post on TikTok or Instagram because I'm not on there for the most part. Like like yourself, I'm a I'm a YouTube junkie. I'm outgo only on all social media except YouTube. I'm not in coming you know it's yeah not, yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly and, and i think that like um that's t- that's fine it's like i don't have to i don't have time to scroll tiktok and instagram um yeah. I, I have i have time for youtube because uh, that's what i enjoy um yeah more than significantly more than the other uh platforms sure. but but i still think that you know i'd like uh for example yeah like the inter i haven't really adopted shorts on youtube but once once i do kind of get there um, then I'm just going to feed that content to Instagram and TikTok and not even think about it. It doesn't mean I have to go onto TikTok and scroll for, for hours, you know, but it is yeah. helpful to understand what are the, you know, the trending things, what, what, like the, what's happening on, on those platforms. Um, cause it will inform you in terms of like what kind of stuff you should be posting maybe, or like, you know, you get ideas from watching other people, you know, like that's the same with YouTube. So. But let's let's go back to our topic, which is social media for composers and producers. Why do composers and producers want to put up TikToks? Why do they want to put up reels on Instagram? And I see people like our friend uh, Mike Barnhill. He's putting up a lot of things. What is the goal for those videos, the shorts, and different things of them just playing guitar and stuff like that mm-hmm. beyond being seen? I think it's the fact that they want to build following. Uh, and, and, and that's another thing to talk about in this is what kind of following are you trying to build? Are you trying to build a following of fans? Are you yeah. trying to build a following of friends and family? Are you trying to build a following of music supervisors or uh, other people, let's say you and me, where they're trying to build followers of influencers. And to some extent, you could say that you and I are influencers because of our channels and things like that. And so who who are you as a listener or watcher of this video or podcast trying to get following you on these channels? And what kind of content are you putting out to get people to follow you on that channel? Mm-hmm. For me... On TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, my my content is going to people who need to consume the information that I am te- I'm teaching, basically, or they they are getting some goofy thing that has to do with my brand, so that they will follow my brand, so that eventually I can share with them more videos, more free content, and eventually maybe courses. You're selling courses as well through and getting people trying to get people interested in. 
the Production Music Academy. That's and right. I think that's that's where you start to say, and, and maybe for some composers who don't have a video channel like this, it's just about saying, hey, I'm making music, and right. I hope that the right people hear this so that they'll want to use my music in a TV show or they'll want to use my music in their library or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a bit of both. Like, I'm trying to get people interested in the Academy, um, but I'm also, you know, interested in, uh, you know, just getting people to listen to my music too. And I think it's helped uh, to some extent with, with that as well, you know? So people go to my Spotify or they, you know, they go to my SoundCloud um, and nothing was really happening there before I was on YouTube. So, I mean, there, there's a bit of trickling down into all those kinds of areas. But yeah, primarily YouTube is a, is a platform for people getting, um, getting people interested in uh, the Production Music Academy courses and stuff like that, so... I have at least six profiles on TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube, mainly uh, Facebook pages as well. But Facebook will be the last thing I talk about today for various reasons, but uh, or for reasons reset at the top. But right. uh, I, I do different videos for... And, and some of the videos I do are for my music brands. And I'm only caring that people listen and become followers of that music brand because they like it. And they eventually will guide them to Spotify or to my music channels. Um, I also have Positive Spin Songs channel, which is only focused on following people who are in the music supervision areas or sync agents or libraries or things like that. because. Positive Spin Songs has no channel for teaching. Positive Spin Songs is my composer output for exclusive music libraries and for television and film and all that kind of yeah, stuff. So my audience there. Yeah. So it, it really just, what so, we're doing social media for is to build the audience we want. And if you're a composer just wanting people to hear your compositions, that's one thing. If you're a producer saying, I want work, I want people who want a producer to find me, I'm going to do stuff like to put out stuff like that. I'm going to put out productions. If you're a channel that is a YouTube channel and you want people going and watching your videos and building your following, then you want those people who are interested in what you have to say. So I, I think that's a very important thing for TikTok it, or Instagram or any of these, really. Yeah. Well, we've we've talked about this before, and and I I've kind of you know disclosed that I have this sort of. Um, feeling of dread when I think about having to manage all these different profiles. So, you know, I've, the, the way I've kind of done things so far is to kind of have everything live under one roof and there's some advantages and, and disadvantages to that. Um, but, you know, hearing you talk about how you have all these kind of separate profiles and, and a lot of people have, have kind of conveyed that they're doing the same thing to me. Um, it feels like a lot more work, but maybe it makes a lot more sense. And it's, it's something I've been thinking a lot more about lately. It's like, maybe I should be, uh, you know, I should create a couple of different uh, YouTube or TikTok and Instagram accounts. I mean, I have two uh, Instagram accounts, but um, it's an interesting thought. And I think it's, it's it's so much cleaner than trying to do it all out of your own because it's confusing for the follower who they're follow who they're following and what you're trying to not sell them necessarily. I don't mean that, but what you're trying to. Uh, convey to them what message are you bringing to them and if you are on one hand putting a post up about the new song you just did and you sent out to um to 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 google or whatever and you did this job and then the next minute you're talking about the production music academy and then the next minute you're talking about um uh, maybe the podcast or something like that uh, there are there are 
reasons that I separate positive spin songs because I don't want to get that mixed up. I don't want that to have really anything to do with my teaching platforms because mm -hmm. the people I'm talking to on my teaching platforms are not the people that I want positive spin stuff going to. I mean, they, I, I'd be happy for, for them to follow positive spin songs and everybody here can go follow positive spin songs. But I also have Creative Soul Records, which is a whole other thing that reaches only artists and the only things I post on there is being in studio to do studio stuff and photo sessions and stuff for artists and things like that. So I think it's just you have different brands. And I'm, as you know, I'm a big believer in different brands that all bring in a different kind of music income and all have a different following. And it's not that hard to sit on Instagram and just change which account you're on mm -hmm. and just go to the other account and then do your post for that brand and then go to your other account. Because there's lots of people who would follow Steve, Stephen Bedall because they know you or because they're friends or because they're family or because they're professionals that you've worked with. But they're not necessarily interested in production and music academy stuff. Or, or stuff like that. Well, you, you know, know what's really interesting is, that, is like is the poll that I put out like closer to the end of last uh, last year or like early this year. I can't remember, but they I I was curious about because you as you know and what we're talking about here is like I I put out different types types of content on my YouTube channel. Some of it is like produ music production focused. Others uh, and and it's basically a split between music production type content and. Um, and uh, content relating to like sync, like our uh, music licensing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think we were talking, I was talking about this with Daniel too, is like I was having this kind of like dilemma last year about whether maybe I should separate those two into two different channels. Um, and it seems to be that there's like a pretty healthy crossover between the topics yeah. because, and in the poll that I posted, I asked what kind of content would you guys like to see more of? And I said, you know, live composing streams, uh, music licensing info, uh, something else. And then, and then all of the above. And it was overwhelmingly a vote for all of the above. So I took that as an indication to just keep posting all sorts of different content on my YouTube channel. But, um, I don't know, you know, it's like, it's in it's your case, I think it's different than mine because I have very, like, I have a jazz brand that doesn't have anything to do with make music income or any of these things. I have a piano brand. Right. And and now I include all those brands at the bottom of all my channels. So if people can see I'm involved with all these things and they can go to that channel and follow it or like it if they want. Mm -hmm. But I think you're, you being you and you having the Production Music Academy is all in one. I think it's all, it's close enough that you can still keep it one channel and not be a big deal. Now, when you decide to do another thing that is not tied to these two things as much. Um, and, and maybe it's a new brand. What if you started a folk brand, you know, and you really wanted to, to make that a thing and you put that on Spotify and it just said, you know what, this really needs its own Instagram because it's a, it's a brand. It's, it's, let's, let's use your band, for example. Your mm -hmm. band doesn't share your channel or it doesn't share your Instagram. I'm sure it has its own Instagram and it has its it does, own yeah. Uh, all the other channels and stuff. And so it's a separate entity that you have to switch to if you're going to do marketing for that band. Yeah. So in that, that's probably what I'm talking about a little bit more than just having all these channels just to have them. Um, I, I'm really trying to reach different people with Hello Composers than I am Make Music Income, or at least people who are thinking a little bit more towards composing and, 
and music things rather than just making income. Yeah. So, and then my positive spin thing is not for either of those people. It's not for creators at all. It's for, I'm trying to reach professionals with that brand. Mm -hmm. So um, I would want professional uh, music supervisors going to my music, make music income channels to find out about me because I'm talking to a different audience there. Gotcha. You're, yeah. you're kind of talking to the same audience on, on your channel, you know, people who are interested in you and all your accomplishments that go along with being and the reason that you are production music academy and production tools. So I think that all makes sense for you right now. But yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah I, I'm convinced that splitting those topics up doesn't make sense. Um, no, and not it necessarily. Seems to be sort of working because the views that I get for the, the production stuff get as much views as I get for, you know, talking about music licensing stuff. So pretty much that they, they kind of even out. Um, I think that all goes together anyway. Yeah. To some extent. I think there's a, could be a case to be made for making them separate, but uh, it seems to work out. It seems to be working out for me. Um, I don't think you need to because y your academy is really based on people making music to use for licensing. In it's like sync license. A lot of it's cases based, yeah, music for sure. All license, just say just licensing. I mean, whether it's stock sync, any kind of licensing. You yeah, know, yeah. I think your your channel is based, and the producers who are coming to that channel are probably based more in that than producing for for clients out in studios, mm -hmm. but you're, you're, what you're teaching them will help them with that too. So it doesn't really matter. So, right. Right. So let's talk about YouTube real quickly. And then, uh, and, and I LinkedIn, let's just say that LinkedIn is like a professional Facebook. It's, it's, it's more professional, serious. I find that people on there are a little bit more focused on jobs, finding jobs and finding, factual information, but they have all the things. They have posts, they have pics, they have videos, they have groups, they have uh, lots of, I think they have stories now, they have all those things. But I think that's for people who are kind of pointed in a business direction, especially right. looking for jobs. Yeah. And then Facebook is just an oasis for, uh, for advertisements. Know, family, friends, advertisements. Everything for going into the metaverse, whatever that is, will all a year from now we're just going to have like like cartoon avatars. I'm on. Doing this I'm podcast. on. Uh, I got the Oculus uh, Quest too. If anyone wants to play ping pong with me on online, <laughs> okay. Uh, I to to me, uh, sorry, this is an aside, but VR seems like a 20 year old tech. I can't believe we're moving back towards VR. I mean. I remember wearing goggles 20 years ago, you know, and I remember and, trying out a VR uh, headset when I was really young too. And it was like really crude and like, and I was like, but, Oh, this is cool. But like, it's, it's amazing how far. It's so gone. you're telling me we're going to go from this walking around like this to walking around like this, you know, that's going to be our <laughs> life uh, is, is people walking down the street with, with, well, you'll have those, it'll be those Google on? glasses. It'll be okay. like augmented reality it'll be now, like augmented reality is different i could see that being a thing that's very useful but just wearing a goggle i don't know about that but you know we'll see um but facebook is the place that like it or not and i bet you if we did a poll we wouldn't get the real answers from the people that say if i said do you use facebook and they, everybody would say no man that's old tech and i bet you they're still all on facebook in some way not that we well, use it, use but we have Facebook a personal or one. On Facebook is very two different, very different questions. Yep. Because like yep. I, I'm on Facebook. I've been on Facebook since I don't know, 2000, 2005 or six or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. 
and I do not use it anymore, man. Like I go on it like once in a blue moon and I, sometimes I'll get like a Facebook messenger thing, you know, notification that'll bring me onto the platform, but I do not use it anymore. I don't really have a personal Instagram. Uh, so right. I will use the personal Facebook to say, man, Boba Fett, that show stinks or something like that. You know? Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I see. Which, Cause I was on way, Facebook the other night and I saw that you posted something. I was like, Oh, so Eric's posting on Facebook. I occasionally make the post on Facebook and, and it's uh, personal stuff. And, and sometimes yeah, I'll only turn the family. Uh, I have a, a list that only goes out to my family. And so if it's a family type of thing, or I'm sharing Christmas pictures or something of my family, it'll only go to my relatives and to my close, close, close friends. And so it won't go like for, to you, for example, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. It, it won't, it won't go to like everybody, uh, <laughs> out there, like who, who's friends with yeah, me through yeah, business yeah. or whatever. It just goes, cause sometimes you just want to share personal stuff to the family. And yeah, I know yeah. my family is older than me and they're all on Facebook most likely. Right. Right. So, uh, I, I will share stuff out that way rather than Instagram. And I don't understand the Instagram private account and all that kind of stuff. Why even bother? Um, so, uh, I have, I have, I do that on Facebook, but I do that once a, a month, maybe, you know, put a post out on Facebook and it's only when I want to say something about some show or something I watched or something, you know? Yeah. It's, it's funny, you know, thinking back on Facebook and just like grinding so hard on it, um, for the longest time when I was doing the band thing, when I was much, much more active with the band, you know, like trying to get, uh, if, you know, like, 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 getting the likes on the Facebook page. That was like a big deal at one point, yeah. you know, and uh, that was like a real like solid metric of like how much of a fun. Like, well, know, dude, it, when it you was, start, first started with the Facebook page that used or the fan page, as they used to call it. Yeah. Anytime you put a post up, if you had a thousand people that were on your list, a thousand people saw it. And then slowly that trickled down to now or hundred. Now one. it's like no one. Now you don't. You, there is no such thing as organic reach with the with five the, people. The, see, especially if you put a, a a YouTube video up. If you put a another a link out away from Facebook. Yeah, they they just said they're like no, we're not. Sure nobody sees anyone. it. Yeah, and if you, you have to pay for people to see it. Yeah, it's it's yeah it's it's be it's a totally different beast um now but you know it's yeah it's funny facebook because i used to be like back i don't know i don't know how many years ago now but it was so like i was just like a junkie on facebook i was always on it always watching the feed i think like i think it was kind of like trump being elected that kind of ruined everything on facebook because it became like it just everything sort of became like had political. their political opinion at one point and then there was and then there was so much toxic you know uh uh, discourse going on in the feed all of a sudden it was yeah. like people like you know uh writing these like you know insane uh angry posts everyone's getting you know upset and like and that i realized it was like oh this is uh this isn't a fun place to, to hang out anymore um it wasn't really uh it, it didn't feel healthy anymore so i i, I just kind of said goodbye and I, I never turned back i've never really been on it anymore i will say this about facebook still for older clients who want people to see things on their on their personal pages, let's say their friends and family, and their and they want to spread the news that they have a new album out or they have a new single out on Spotify or something. Yeah, we will make a page still, and but what we will do is use that page to share to their personal profile. I think the personal profile is probably more valuable than the page. 
uh, anymore. And so if I want to oh, yeah. share a, a video to, and you want the most people to see your video, possibly see your video, you better post it native to Facebook and or yeah, native right. to Instagram. Now the problem with Facebook is you're going to get really low watch time. I mean like 10 seconds because you're, you're dealing with, with people just doing this. They're just scrolling. And if they pause and see that you've got a video and go, mm, cool, and they like it or they don't like it, but they pause there for a few seconds, that counts as a view at Facebook. Yeah, I know. And yeah. so you can get a thousand views and go, wow, my video got a thousand views in one day. Yeah. Well, it got a thousand pass-bys. Yeah, and, totally, <laughs> totally. And if you look at, and, and there's a few people who may have watched it, your mom or your aunt or your friend, and they may have watched it all the way through. And, but the rest of the people aren't watching it. And they actually have a metric on Facebook for your videos, especially music videos and things like that, of three-second views. That's a metric. You got 300 three-second views. To me, that's like, why do you tell me that? That's almost like a slap in the face that I got only, I got, I got a thousand views, but 900 of them were three second views. That mm -hmm. means nothing. They didn't watch my five minute masterpiece song that I put up there. Yeah. Uh, and then the second metric is 10 second views and it drastically reduces. Yeah, and then right. if you watch it, there's just a line where it drops down to, to, to 15% or something like that for almost all especially music videos. Now, if it's somebody talking and they're being real energetic and they're talking about a subject and doing that, then you're into real type territory and it might be that people watch more of that video or if it's a live video where they're talking, maybe some people will watch more of that. Mm -hmm. But for music videos, uh, it's, a, it's a real dead end street even though it feels like you're getting a lot of views. It makes you feel good because Every time somebody passes by and they look at this video, the view counts below, and it'll say this video got a fifteen hundred views, and and that might impress somebody in your family or somebody in business. So I tell people, hey, if you want to look impressive, upload natively to Facebook, and you'll look super impressive, even though you're not getting that much watch time if you look at the stats. So yeah, um, yeah, I think that the breaks same, their hearts. Yeah, yeah, totally. I remember the second thing. Remember I thinking about that exactly because I remember having videos, posting videos natively for my band on Facebook, and the view view count was huge, but the like likes were actually really minimal. You know, so it's yeah. like there was some some kind of disparity there. And unless you get people commenting and talking about it, and there's a lot of conversation going back and forth, it's not going to stay active in the feed. Yep. So. But I will say the one thing about Facebook that you can do, and, and when I say Facebook in this instance, I mean Facebook slash Instagram, is their ads. Um, there's two kinds of ads that you should be doing if you are interested in doing ads. One is Facebook ads for almost anything. Getting people to your website, getting people to your YouTube video, getting people to your sale or whatever. And then there is Google ads that you do through YouTube and, um, and through just Google searches and things like that. And Facebook ads program is probably a little easier. Well, not probably. It's a lot easier to use than Google ads because Google ads get into all sorts of craziness when you're trying to make one. I don't know if you've ever tried to. I've never tried. You've never done them before. Yeah, no. Ooh, they're harder. And Facebook is pretty easy. There's just a few screens. And you know you're going to Facebook and Instagram, and it shows you what the ads look like on Facebook and Instagram. And mm -hmm. you know likely Instagram is where a lot of people are going to be hanging out. And if they're not, they're on Facebook as mm -hmm. far as you know, age demographic, lo earlier, uh, lower ages, 50 and under is going to be on Instagram, 50 and above is going to be on Facebook. So if you're selling a Christian music uh, 
ballad, it's probably going to play more to 55 and older, you know, and, and maybe that's your audience. I know some of my clients who that is their audience. They're happy for that audience to see that because yep. they're actually going to buy stuff. But um, so Facebook is good for ads. And I know my wife uses it for reels. She doesn't, she's not really on Instagram or TikTok necessarily. So she does the TikTok reels thing on Facebook, gotcha. which, uh, yeah. and just like you and I probably see more of those kind of short things on YouTube because we watch YouTube shorts. Now, and let's, let's kind of end on YouTube because I think YouTube offers two of the greatest social sides of things. And, and we haven't even really talked about Discord in this because I think Discord really is another social media platform. Oh, yeah. Um, but and maybe we can talk about that in a minute. But YouTube, I think, is great for two reasons. Number one, the community tab. When you get to a place where you can, and you have to have 500 followers. They just brought it down to 500 recently in the past year. Mm -hmm. If you have 500 subscribers on your YouTube channel, you can use the community thing. And I think this is the most, one of the most powerful things about YouTube. I, I've started using it from the day I could use it because I wanted to do polls. Yeah. I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to re-push videos out. You can push videos back out again and say, hey, in case you didn't see this video, take a look at it. And it's like you're posting it again, mm -hmm. you know, uh, afresh. And uh, on, our, on our Dan Barracuda video where we had Dan as a guest, I did a separate community post a, a day or two later that went just to that point in the video because you can go right to certain points of a video. So, um, and I've done that with my rants and I've done that with different things in my video where I have a timestamp. You can go right to that timestamp oh, from cool. a community post. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and, and then you could just put, or you can put pics up like you do at Instagram. It can be a, a form of Instagram uh, for your YouTube. And sometimes you and me likely have more people watching us on that would see that than they would see it on Instagram. So um, it's it's like YouTube has its own Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, or it has its own Facebook that we know people are going to watch because we have subscribers who want to see that content. Mm -hmm. So I think the community tab is one of the best social media things that I have available to me right now. And then followed by, of course, comments that we get on our videos, which can turn into conversations sometimes with people. Yeah, so. the, and the more comments, the better, because the, yep. the the algorithm sees that and it makes you know pushes it out, and it, yeah, the more activity, that the better. That's why we always encourage people to to leave comments on the videos. And besides, I, you know, it's great because I love hearing people's thoughts on the video too. So it's a great way to communicate with people, and and a great way for the video to get pushed and recommended. Absolutely, and and we use that every week you and i when we put the, the since we share the podcast yeah we put it out on my channel and your channel but people really don't know that they don't really care because we both uh push it from our community page if right. they see it and so they see the only place you don't see community tabs is in is on a ipad by the way you don't see oh, you community don't see things i don't think so weird but um you see them on your phones and you see them on computers but i don't know if you see them on tablets huh, on i don't tablets, have an ipad yeah. so i wouldn't know mm -hmm. So, and then the last thing is Discord. You know, I, I, this is probably, uh, I would put this above Facebook these days, especially for, since I've been involved with it, with your group, which later became my group or our group, um, the Make Music Income Discord, which by the way, we always have in the links below and we have the right link in there now. But uh, man, that thing is over 400 people in there now. And it's like Facebook without the distractions. 
It's it's yeah. just a place you can go to have conversations and find interesting uh, info about exactly the thing that we talk about, all the different ways of making music income that we talk about, and we have different sections in there. And I I check that before I check any social media. Yeah. I. I I check that, then I check your academy. <laughs> to I be check, honest with I you, I check it daily too, and I, and it's crazy how much information it just trickles down to me in the Discord. Did I don't I could be totally wrong about this, but I don't think that there's any kind of like discoverability sort of aspect on Discord. It's kind of like you know you get the links private. To, yeah, it's like you get the links to the communities off Discord from somewhere, maybe YouTube, like you know, or wherever. Um, and then, uh, and then, but you, I think then you're that's what it. it's meant to be. I don't think they want it to be a Facebook. Necessarily. No, I, no, I know. I'm just saying it's like I, I don't think it's like a, it's different. It's different in, in terms of that one aspect, like because like all the other social media platforms are kind of like discovery. Uh, you know, the intention is yeah. is that they're discoverable platforms. Like you can go f find new people to follow. But I don't think Discord works that way. At least I I, I could be mistaken because I'm not. I'm definitely not a Discord expert, but. Um, I don't think anyone's stumbled across the Make Music Income Discord channel on Discord. That wasn't invited, is what yes. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, because if you go to just to discord.com, it says your place to talk and listen. No. Talk and hang out. Right. So um, I don't see a way to go searching for discords, but maybe there is. And maybe if you're listening to this and you know that there is like a directory or something like that, you can let us know. But I don't see it on their front page. I think it's more meant to be like an old-fashioned uh, message board, you know, mm -hmm. like the mm -hmm. back in the days of AOL or back in the days of uh, of, of actual uh, message boards where you just went to this one message board and you just answered stuff there. Right. And I think that's a little refreshing because I don't have to worry about ads oh, from, totally. from totally. Facebook. I don't have to worry about people coming in there that have no interest in this particular stuff. They're not like, who are you people? This is stupid and all that kind of, you don't worry about that. And I think if it was open on the on the front end where people anybody could just find it and stumble into it, it would be worse. I think it wouldn't be worth having thousands of people in there that don't care about the, the subject. Yeah, no one's there that doesn't want to be there. That's the, that's the great thing about it, you know? It's like yeah. everyone everyone is there for a reason. Uh, yeah, even it's funny, even the, and like, you know, the people who are interest, aren't interested, they just, they, they go. Um, but it's open-ended. We can send people anywhere and, and Discord will not, like, not show a post that we're saying, hey, go listen to this song on SoundCloud or go listen to our podcast or go yeah. watch our video. You know, it's totally open versus Facebook or probably any of those platforms do not want you leaving the platform YouTube's probably the YouTube and LinkedIn are open up, but I bet you YouTube's the most open of any of those because YouTube we it puts any link we tell it to put up there. Um, all the rest of them, Insta well, Instagram only has the link in bio. TikTok only has the link in bio. They have some things I think on the some of the stories where you can put a link and stuff like that, but. Facebook mm -hmm. only lets you see the links it wants you to see. Instagram, I mean, uh, LinkedIn only lets you see the links it wants you to see. It limits who can see what because it doesn't want you leaving the platform. Yeah, YouTube doesn't and, want you to leave the platform either, um, but that doesn't you know mean that you can't post links uh, in this description of your videos. And also, you need to it, they they make you jump through some hoops before you link 
to an external site on the uh, on the cards in the YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You. It needs to be like. Uh. They need to actually, uh, vet whatever. Uh. The. And you only get one link. Um. I. Th- I'm pretty sure. So you have yeah. to like. For me, it's productionmusictools.com. Um. And they have to kind of vet it and uh, and approve it. Um. So. I don't yeah. do much of that. I think all almost all my cards are are two other videos because I. I believe in really growing uh, the YouTube channel from the YouTube channel. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't do much. Well, man, this has been a super, uh, super a lot. So sorry, folks, this is a long one, but it's just because there's so much to talk about with this, and I hope this has been helpful. Any last words there, Steve? Yeah. Well, I guess we didn't really talk about Spotify that much because it's a social media platform. Yeah, but as well. I think Spotify. I don't really look at Spotify as social media. Do you talk to people at Spotify? I don't. No, but you follow them and, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you don't, there's not, I guess there's not like the communication aspect of it isn't really there. I think the definition of social media is you have to be able to be social on it. And if you're not talking to people back and forth, I wouldn't call that a social media network. I know people think of Spotify that way. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's a one way of following. You can follow people, but you don't talk to people. And I think being social means you're speaking to each other. You're being social with someone. Yeah. And so uh, what now we could get into a whole episode about all the different uh, places, Apple, Apple Music versus Spotify versus SoundCloud versus all these. I mean, in some ways you could you could do more of that on SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud could be included as like a, a, a YouTube but I'm not a big fan of SoundCloud right now. With we all their we ads didn't stuff, talk about so. SoundCloud, yeah, and we maybe we should have touched on that a bit because um, I, some I people think, use it that way. I think SoundCloud is 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 pretty great. Um, it's it's changing. It's changed a lot, but um, I think it's still it's got some discovery. Uh, it's it's you know built in there and it's, it's and still, some social aspects. Yeah, there's some social aspects, and I mean I get nothing but like scammy uh, yeah. messages in the inbox. Um, right. I think it, there's a lot of that floating around SoundCloud, but um, I think it's a nice kind of like pre Spotify place. If, if you're not really like sure about what you want to put up on Spotify, you're not sure whether you want to like pay a distributor to put it on there. That's like, a, it's, it's a great free option. Um, you know, in the same, in, in the way, in a, in a way it feels like kind of like the pond five of, of uh, you know, putting your music out there, I suppose. It's like, it's really easy to do it and, uh, and it's totally free. Yeah, I think of SoundCloud and Disco as uh, and things like that as discovery uh, and or places to put your music to show people. Um, Spotify and Apple don't really count as places to show people because not everybody can access Spotify if they don't that's have right. an account or yeah, Apple. That's true. But anybody can go to a SoundCloud thing that's public. Anybody yeah. can go to a, a Disco list that's public. And there are other versions of that too probably like Bandcamp and things like that where yeah, we can talk Bandcamp. about yeah totally but our focus here was really social media being social media on TikTok one thing we didn't talk about was Twitter and I'm sure there are going to be people in the comments that say hey what what about Twitter that, but that is so true yeah we totally neglected t- Twitter well not, neither I did that on you're purpose. not on Twitter right I, I I are you kidding I have I have a hundred Twitter profiles oh god you know me from all my brands and all my clients brands but nobody's using it I uh, in I my have clients. a Twitter account I am never on Twitter I I feel like um I don't know what it is about Twitter. It just doesn't appeal to me. Twitter was the same way for me. It was a total, I went out and I never 
looked at it to, to read stuff. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people who are interested in news and news feeds and what is happening right now with certain events. So like during yep. the Capitol you know, thing or during the uh, Super Bowl or whatever, yep. people are on Twitter for a minute by second by second totally. like commentary on what's going on. Totally, yeah. But uh, I, I don't think that as many music people are doing that. Now, there's going to be a lot of people that are probably on that and use that a lot for their music. I just don't, and it doesn't sound like you do. And so, uh, and, and most of my artists just don't. And so uh, the people in music just don't seem to be hanging out there as much anymore. So that's one reason we didn't cover it. But it is a place that you can do links from. Um, it, it is another place that holds back who sees your tweets, depending on if you are sending them somewhere else and taking them off platform. So, mm -hmm. uh, it, it used to be as important as used to be Facebook pages and Twitter, you know, that is the, the big, the big two. And now, uh, neither of those are in my top five really. Yeah. Twitter's <laughs> never been there for me, but, um, yeah, I think a lot of people, I think there's a lot, probably a lot of musicians and, and artists doing the thing on Twitter that I just I'm, I'm just know so little about it I'm so unfamiliar with uh, the platform I just really can't speak to it at all so if you guys are yeah. uh, our Twitter users and um, you know throw throw your comments in this video let me yeah let us please know. let us know uh, we'll, we'll do some kind of poll in one of our or both of our mm -hmm. uh, things about which one do you use the most and I'm sure Twitter will be at the bottom of that I would imagine yeah even below Facebook I would imagine yeah so I'd be curious to see that. All right. Well, it's a great conversation, man. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. Please leave comments if you can. Uh, please like our podcast and our channels if you can, if you get a chance. And uh, we hope you're enjoying this content. We have a lot of fun talking about it. So uh, until next week, I think that'll do it. See you guys. Take care. See you later. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy, and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.